0: Oh, goodness. Let's get ourselves straightened out here. Mm. i sure everything looks beautiful. Uh, sorry, folks. My makeup artist is away. And my lighting crew on the camera is what it is. Ah. Uh. so my name is brett keen from god tv radio and i do a live podcast show and i put a public link out so anybody and everybody can join i also write books i do music i do art used to be a big time musician decided to quit that i've got a video on that if you're interested and i also like to go on other people's shows and other people's podcasts and talk and some of the shows I like to go on is my friend John Gashilla. John Gasilla is a Muslim who hangs out with a pagan warlock, witch-like figure. And they talk about the woes and the pains in life, as well as painting artwork or working on vehicles. And the guy that he's doing that with is Von Helton. And sometimes I like to go over to my friend TTOR, who's running a second form of God TV radio, and he's always got good topics and good shows going on. And recently he did a video show um, where he invited people in called Deteriorating Relationships and basically talked about what a lot of young people nowadays have to go through when trying to have a successful relationship, And what society and the government, as well as the media, has done to cause almost impossible odds for young males, as well as females, to um, have that. Now, as many of you know, I've also did a show recently with um, a Christian friend of mine named Stephen, also known as Proverbs, where we talked about people who are suicidal. People who've lost hope in society, and basically, what is the biblical view of this? What is the idea? And it's obvious that every one of my topics, even if other people suggest it or encourage it, seem to be about the future. What is the new generation going to be able to do? What are young people going to be able to do to succeed? Is God being completely erased out of the picture? And I've noticed the more and more it does seem like God is being erased. Our very identities and who we are and our concepts of truth and facts seem to, not only on a uh, theological level, but on a scientific level, seem to be thrown in the trash. Nobody cares about facts and evidence or truth anymore. Everybody cares about how they feel, their feels, and this kind of thing. Well, after all that stuff, before TTR show, my son ended up coming over and he wanted to use one of our video game consoles. He's already got his own PlayStation. He's already got his Xbox and a Nintendo Wii and all that kind of stuff. We've always spoiled him and hooked him up throughout his life. And, uh, of course, he's got a lot of great games because he spends money that he's worked for and that he's earned to be able to do this. My son, being that he's a young man, he works his tail off. And whenever he gets done doing a big old shift at work, sometimes he gets done to do overtime. And even after that, he'll leave, he'll get in his truck, and he'll head up to a gym where he works out. To him, dieting and working out is very important. And he's a young man who's into comic books and superheroes and, you know, fantasy-like stuff. His favorite character is Spider-Man. And uh, I think he's starting to really appeal to Doctor Strange. But he's been in, he's dated several women since he was 16 years old. And A lot of these young females, they don't know what they want in their life. It's as if they haven't developed their identity themselves. They don't know if they want a guy who's rich or a guy that looks a certain way. As far as uh, physicality, my son is an extremely attractive young man. My daughter is an extremely attractive young lady. All the Keens are beautiful people. Um, God did a really good job whenever he was designing my family, and we appreciate that. I was the only one he kind of messed up on. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, <laughs> and it's difficult for me as a parent to watch my son go through all these relationships, being the loyal, committed, hard worker that he is, working out, he's uh, he's got muscles, he's, I mean, everything that a woman could possibly want. And unfortunately, these females nowadays, they, they make it almost impossible. They don't express their feelings or their thoughts. They're not good at communicating what it is they want. Um, I'm sure a lot of young men out there have had to deal with women just out of the blue, where it just feels like you don't even know how this happened, but they say, I need space, I need time. And of course, the guy is going to say, well, you know, I respect your privacy. If that's what you want, so be it. Whenever you're ready to talk, I'm here for you. Because men have this thing where, you know, even if a relationship doesn't work, they're fine with uh, having a friendship or continuing that connection. And I think that technology and politics has played a big part in creating more challenges and struggles and hard problems for kids nowadays that isn't necessary. It was already hard enough to be able to pick a woman out of a crowd because you have so many other males to compete with. But nowadays women are being taught to not respect or appreciate a man and what he's about. Um, Our very masculinity is being attacked. Um, What we do for a living is being attacked how we do this and how we do that, everything seems to be a problem nowadays. And we, men kind of feel like, especially young men, as though they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Because if a woman gets what she wants and she gets a guy who's making a lot of money and doing really good, they then will turn around and say, you don't spend enough time with me. You don't spend enough time. And of course, if they end up having children, then children become an extra responsibility. And then the man and the woman, unless they make some kind of compromise or some kind of decision, to at the same time spend time with their kids, which usually isn't possible. Sadly, there seems to be this pattern in society where men will work at a certain time of the day and the woman will work at the opposite time of the day. And then when they get at home, they don't have no time to go out and do anything. They don't have time to even make love, and they're so physically wore out, they can't please each other anymore. And as far as their kids go, well, their kids don't get the kind of attention they deserve. And I think that that's one of the reasons why the new generation of children and teenagers are so screwed up, why they have so many problems. These kids have all these false expectations for them on what they ought to do in school. And even if they do graduate high school, it's as if it's expected. They're not rewarded. They're not, they don't get a pat on the back for saying good job for making A's at school nowadays. I remember that was a big thing. We need to really, really let our kids know when they're doing good. I remember when there used to be a day where it was looked good upon to say to your child, I love you for who you are. You should always be yourself and never change for anybody. Just be you and and roll with it and all that. And one day, you'll end up finding somebody that'll be good for you. I remember when I would be talking to my friend John whenever he was younger. He would say to me, Brad, how is it that you you're able to have the marriage as long as you have? How have you been able to be married for almost 30 years and you and your wife are so happy and you got your two beautiful kids. Well, we made a lot of sacrifices and compromises to make sure that when we brought our kids in the world, we wanted them. We didn't have an accident or or just have a child out of the blue. We actually planned it and put effort towards bringing kids into the world. We truly wanted to build a family and maybe it was... Maybe one of the reasons besides the fact of having beautiful children, it was because my wife and I didn't have a whole lot of family to begin with. So we figured if we can't adopt a family, because we didn't make enough money to be able to go out and adopt a kid or something like that. And if we don't have the family structure around us, then maybe we'll build it together. You know, we built this city on rock and roll type of attitude and that's what we did. And we've been there for our kids ever since. My wife works very hard, I work very hard. and But we've always somehow managed to make time for our kids. So our children have become very independent. Our children are now young adults. They're working and they're doing things and they are making their own priorities and set up. So it is what it is. It hasn't been a perfect life or existence. But I remember John asking me about that. How do I do it? Because whenever he was younger, he was having a hard time. He was living with his family, and he wasn't out on his own yet. And he was starting to get to the point where he was getting so depressed, he was repeatedly talking about how he wanted to end his life, that if this is what life has to offer, where, you know, I just kind of deteriorate and waste away, then what is the point, Brett? And as many of you know, I ended up adopting him as my internet boy. I, he's not a biological or relation to me, but I adopted him as an internet son, and I ended up doing that with a lot of people, uh, young people in the atheist as well as religious community. Not recruiting them, just basically being uncle or daddy or grandpa, Brett, whatever you want to call it, whatever phase in my life it was so they could feel as though there was someone there for them someone who could lift them up whenever they felt like the world was becoming a graveyard that they were crawling and digging around in now john obviously ended up growing up and he started realizing hey i need to find some purpose and meaning in my life and he started checking out judaism and he checked out many different religions and he ended up uh Later on, nowadays, he has gotten deeply into Islam. And because of his desire to get out of his house and go somewhere besides a bar or a club or some kind of flop house or whatever, he he ended up getting himself out in the world. He realized, I'm either going to have to move around and I'm going to have to go fishing myself. I'm going to have to put a worm on the hook and I'm going to have to throw it out there And I have to go on this mission or just sit here and rot away like unfortunately some people do where they live on the internet. And he did that and he ended up finding a beautiful woman who loved him and cared about him and all that. Unfortunately, because she was a country away from him, he would end up moving in, being with her and having a relationship. Things didn't work out and he would come back and he would have some depression and sadness And he'd find another woman that he's with now that he's painting pictures with. And you can really tell when looking at him nowadays that he's got some some pink in his skin now. He feels as though he rarely talks about how he's suicidal. The only real depression he has is he wishes the internet was more exciting or fun, more mentally stimulating. But besides that, once he turns off his computer, everything's good. Talking to TTOR, my friend TTOR, he was having struggles in the past, and he ended up finding him a woman, and they're literally scheduling times that they can be together, and I even asked him, I said, you want to be on my show on Saturday at 9 p.m.? He said, I'd love to. He goes, I usually spend a lot of time with my girl on the weekend, so we ended up setting it for 9 o'clock instead of 7 o'clock, so it's really nice that now we're older men, we got families, and... We're literally having to look in our schedule books and our information and, you know, talk to our wives. Is it okay to do things like this? Trust me, it wasn't always great like that whenever I was a kid. Whenever I was a young guy, between 16 and 20 years old, I thought I would never find the right woman. I had dated a lot of females, and they were all potato heads was uh, some of them extremely attractive, some of them lame, average, as what some would say. And although I was always honorable and I was always loyal, I had the problem of being the poor guy, the guy who didn't have a whole lot going on. The, you know, I didn't have all the nice things and wearing Adidas and fancy outfits. I had a leather jacket, some black Levi's and, um, You know, usually a concert t-shirt, I was basically a banger, a metalhead. Some would have referred to that as a greaser in the 70s. But some women liked that. Some women liked that hardness. It wasn't until I was about 18 years old I ended up finding this woman who was extremely supportive and loving and um, would be there for me in my life. But nowadays, kids have it so rough. These women are basically saying that men are garbage. The court systems have been set up to where if men and women end up having a fallout or a bad relationship, a guy can get things on his record. A guy can have his kids taken away. A guy can have everything he's ever worked for taken away by a woman who may have not even worked herself or put any hours in. Um, I seen a court case where there was a woman who was doing meth and doing drugs with her kids, sitting right in the same room. And the father, however, had evolved past this kind of stupidity and went on to actually running a business and doing well for himself. And you would think that that's what the court systems would want, that kids would be with a father who actually has money and has a structure and a way to support But they didn't. They actually gave the kids over to the meth head because she's a female. The system is entirely too broken. It doesn't benefit a teenager or a young adult at all. In fact, there's a lot of teenagers who unfortunately have found themselves in events that they never asked for or wanted to be in and they end up in jail or their lives are screwed up because something gets put on their record because they hung out with the wrong kids or made a stupid mistake and then that record sits on there forever, causing them to have issue with getting a good job. And then the females nowadays, a lot of females, one of the most saddest things I've noticed about women nowadays is these girls are absolutely stunning. They are beautiful long, flowing, blonde manes, um, just beautiful bodies, beautiful faces, and then they want to become a part of this, like, woke or feminist community, I guess to fit in, I guess to be a part of a gang, or because they've been influenced to think that they're somehow oppressed or treated like garbage and that men are evil, maybe because they had a couple negative experiences with some men and decided to hate all men because of it, so they cut all their hair off and then they dye it pink or green like they're in the, a TV show She-Hulk. They end up getting really big and overweight because they don't have the self-esteem and now they don't think anybody wants them. And they're too un, unself-aware to realize that it's their own personalities and attitudes that are pushing men away. Now you've got women nowadays who are saying, so what if I'm 500 pounds and don't take care of myself? So what if I don't want to do something? And then you've got these other women who are saying, I want to be independent and career-oriented. Orient- I don't want to even have children and all that. Well, a lot of men have this idea that they want to meet a woman that they could spend time with, and a woman who's not going to sermonize and preach to them. They want a woman that will be supportive of them, as well as them being supportive back. And they one day may consider the idea of having children come in the world. And when you're dealing with an idiot that you're in a relationship with, you know that not only is this person an anchor on you, dragging you down, but if you have kids with this person, you're trapped. you got to financially take care of them, whether they stay or not. And you also have to take care of the kids who are going to probably hate you both and resent you for all the mistakes you've made. And... Could you imagine being a little boy growing up in a household with a feminist who's telling you that boys are bad and they're stupid, and that a boy ought to be more feminine? Or a woman who feels like she's got to gossip and spread rumors all the time, or get up there on YouTube and just really ram at home about what jerks guys are? Do you imagine what that would do to a male boy? It might make the male boy look around at the internet and the social media and say, well, maybe it'd be better if I just turned myself into a woman. Maybe I ought to become a female. Maybe it's better to be a female. Maybe I'm treated with more respect. Instead of society telling me I have to be a protector or a guardian or a warrior, maybe if I dye my hair pink and I go to the doctor and get tits put on me or hormones or something like that, then I'll be treated really good and all that. I'll get the attention that mommy gets. And of course, there's some moms out there that actually encourage this type of behavior. They don't understand that what's truly happening is that they have a kid that's depressed, a kid who's going through a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a kid that doesn't know their own self anymore, that has lost their identity into hell, that they're literally in a living form of purgatory. They don't realize that. So they encourage it and they think that the kid's much more happier now. But the kid is simply mimicking what it sees out in society of who's being treated nice and who's not. And unfortunately, according to the stats, these kids end up usually slitting their wrists, hanging themselves, and uh, just ending their life, period. And it's over. And then these moms and dads who work all the time, they're asking themselves, could have I done something? Could have I said something? What did I do wrong as a parent? And they really don't know. They don't get it. They don't get why children are, are dying out there. Emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. A lot of people, whenever a kid decides that he's had enough of what's going on in society, in school, some kid decides to arm himself to the teeth. Get his dad's gun and his equipment and then run into a school and start taking out students and random strangers, they think to themselves, and you'll see all these reports of, I don't know how this happened. There was no clue given. There was, you know, no one said anything. There was like no idea that this would ever happen. The reason why is because you didn't pay attention. You didn't look. You didn't listen. As far as you were concerned, before this happened, those kids did not exist. They weren't real to you. They were they were nothing. You were so busy looking for what you could do for yourself that you didn't notice the people around you. Maybe it's because of what a lot of people have a problem with nowadays. We're too busy looking at our phones. Our head is down. We're an ostrich with our head in the ground. And we're saying... Who can I text today? I don't even want to hear a human voice. I don't want to connect with anybody. I just want to type out a line and then be done with that person. There's no human connection or companionship or are people touching each other and feeling each other anymore. There's no calling someone up and just saying, I know you probably have had a hard day at work and all that, but I just wanted to let you know I love you. I care about you. I don't know. I just feel, I feel like there's a lot of people suffering and hurting out there. And I feel like a, a lot of things are happening in this world that it's just not right anymore it seems like the further and further we get away from God and and trying to do as God told us to make families and bear fruit and multiply and teach our sons and daughters how to be strong and independent and how to emotionally as well as physically be able to handle the shots that come in this world, it's not there anymore. The world has become a floating graveyard. It's become a place where we take our children out into the middle of the lake without them asking to be born, without them wanting to even exist, and we throw their ass into the deep end, and then we wonder why they drown. Well, that's the world we chose to live in. God bless. Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keene from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day. Make sure you check out my live podcast. You can go to my front channel. I've got videos that are scheduled. And I put a link out to the public. Anybody can join. Today we're going to talk about women and daddy issues. And we're also going to talk about children who by proxy, end up trying to fill roles in their family that they were never meant to fill in the first place. I'll give you an example. Children who see their fathers leave or a parent leave the household, they will immediately try to step up, especially if they got siblings, they'll try to be the dad And they'll try to take care of their siblings, but they don't just do it because they want to make sure that their brothers and sisters and all that are going to be okay in the world. They do it because they need to fill in the void for themselves. It becomes like a, what is referred to as codependency. A child needs to have a father in their life. A child needs to feel wanted and cared about as though they're valuable. Unfortunately, in our day and age, a lot of kids, they don't have a dad or their mother has walked out or whatever the case might be, and a lot of kids end up watching television and they get their identity from that. You'll notice in society that people will dress a certain way, they will act certain ways, and... They see themselves almost like a character in a movie. It's kind of the way to escape the reality of what it actually is, to convince yourself that you're a part of something that is formulated or predetermined. And in the end, usually people have this idea that they'll come out the hero and all will be good, just like the movies. But in reality, whenever a kid decides that he wants to try to take on the position of a father when he's not even to the point of being a man he's going to end up because of this idea and concept his siblings are going to watch him they're going to listen to him because if you're going to be the father then somebody obviously has to be the children well usually people who are in this position they try to live better But they end up throwing away their childhood. Some of these kids who decide they want to be the dad in a household, they won't go to parties. They won't go out and do things that kids do. They won't. They'll find themselves in a position where they seem to be thinking higher and have higher priorities in their life. How am I going to take care of my sister today? How am I going to take care of my brother? I got to make sure that my siblings do their homework. And then what happens is, is that they don't get to live a childhood. They sacrifice their childhood because for whatever reason, nature or God decides that they need to fill in that role. And of course, there's going to be a lot of resentment there for the person who ends up having to give it up. And the only time they feel like they've accomplished something is by doing what a lot of parents do, by living vicariously through the siblings. If the sibling succeeds or does something good, then the higher up in the food chain of siblings, the one who's being the father, is going to feel complete and accomplished. And of course, if those siblings fail, they are going to take it as that they failed as a brother or a sister or all these things. The reason why I'm talking about all this stuff is because it shows clearly, it demonstrates absolute evidence and proof how important an actual father is in a relationship. It also is important to realize that if a girl or a woman does not have a good father or does not feel like her needs were met while growing up, The cycle will continue. The circle will repeat itself because a girl who ends up becoming a young woman, a lot of her views about what a man ought to be, her thoughts on how she felt like she didn't get enough love, she'll end up finding herself in a position where when she does meet a guy, whether he's developed into a man or not, she's going to expect attention. She's going to be expected to be high maintenance. She's going to expect that this is not only her boyfriend, but she expects him to be like a father. She wants somebody by nature and proxy to become her father, which is why they come up with the concept of daddy issues. It sounds kind of like it's insulting or somehow um, lowering a woman's value, But believe it or not, there are males out there too with daddy issues where um, you'll see a lot of guys who find themselves attracted to other men because they see that alpha in another man. They see that there's a, a person who has this protector, guardian type of thing. And I think that is one of the reasons why we see a lot of the Various forms of sexuality in nature between humans. Um, you've probably heard when looking at um, some of these videos, or if you know people like this, you're going to find out that there's usually a dominant partner and then there's the partner who plays the part of a woman. So, as you can see, without a good father to raise families up and raise his kids, it causes a lot of disturbance it causes a woman to have impossible expectations for her husband it causes men to want to be around other men who can be their daddy and who can you know fill that void that wasn't there before it's all really if you think about it sigmund freud was on to something he believed that a lot of a lot of the very things that men and children and women and girls do in society is based upon the relationship that they had with their moms and dads. One of the things that is argued too is that when people go out to find themselves in a relationship, not only are they looking for these things, but subconsciously, even if they hate their mothers or fathers or you know wish ill on their own mom and dad... They tend to go out and find people that are just like the people that raised them or failed to raise them properly. And this causes a whole clash of mess and trouble with folks. It causes problems because we have this tendency where we want to get ourselves into a routine. We want to be a part of it. Something that is organized. We want to be around people that we're used to. If a girl's been told that she's nothing or that she's a slut or whore or a piece of trash all of her life, she's going to end up, unfortunately, you would think that the logic would be to go out and find a man that would treat her better than that. But she'll end up getting hooked up with someone like that based upon the fact that that's how she was treated and that's what she was comfortable with. She became used to that kind of abuse and behavior. And it's the same with guys. If guys are not taught to be strong and masculine, if we're not taught to value who we are, then we have very low expectations about who we associate ourselves with. We our moral, ethical compass is very small. We figure that we're not good enough anyway. We figure that, you know, how can we have expectations of who we hang with or who we talk to, when in the end, it doesn't really matter because we're trash, we might as well hang out with trash as well. So again, this is why it's so important. And obviously, a mother in any of these relationships and families is very important too. A mother teaches how to nurture. A mother teaches a lot of forms of empathy and compassion. You'll notice a lot of days, a lot of times, a lot of kids nowadays, they don't seem to have the ability to be able to put themselves in the shoes of other people. They don't seem to be able to relate or understand um, to sympathize with the suffering and pain of others. It almost seems like a lot of young people nowadays fall into the very definition of sociopath. And some may very well be a psychopath because of what has happened. You'll, uh, if you look into any of a study and research I did on serial killers and people who have done violent crimes and evil and all that, that we deem as evil in the world, have always had this kind of thing. None of them were ever raised right. They either had a father who made them feel like they weren't a man or a woman who took the masculinity away from the child and made the child feel absolutely horrible. It's one of the reasons why a lot of people get irritated whenever they find out that a serial killer just so happened to be Someone who doesn't have any foundation in their beliefs like a non-believer It's one of the reasons why people get irritated when they find out that a lot of serial killers have been demasculated they've Had their value as human beings taken away Jeffrey Dahmer Cannibal atheist once said why should I have any moral parameters for if there's no one to rule over me Then why should I do any of these things? And as far as men looking for daddies, Jeffrey Dahmer was the perfect example of someone that I'm giving, that I'm telling you about. This guy didn't feel like his father was there. His father would later on become a Christian and commit himself to the church and all that. But before that happened, his father was not there for him, drank all the time, did alcohol and all that. And basically told him he wasn't a man, that he wasn't, uh, that there wasn't nothing to him, that he would never amount to anything. So Jeffrey Dahmer, a lot of people, they study him and they study him and they act like they don't understand what happened to him and why he became the way he did. Well, this is a person who was literally, before he even got into cannibalism, he was eating up inside. He was being eaten up inside by his own pain, suffering, and misery. He was being told that he had no value, so it was easy for him to adapt to an idea such as we come from the slime and we have no God. There is nothing to even be valued. And then, of course, according to his life and how death was brought into it was He went out trying to find alpha males he tried to find men that would be his father his dad but unfortunately the rage and anger and void in him was so great that when he ended up getting into this father-son role with a total stranger they would find that they didn't know what to say. They didn't realize they were a part of a script or a performance that he had fantasized in his head. So, he wasn't getting what he wanted out of these people, and then he decided that he needed to simply destroy them and then consume them. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people, just not to the extreme that Jeffrey Dahmer did before he died. I think people, when they have that void inside of them, their body and nature takes over and they begin to eat themselves. They begin to fall apart inside. They try to fit a role. They try to jump from cliff to cliff and as the walls are coming down. But they never grasp onto anything that they can call their own because they're always trying to be someone else. We lose our identities, and that's really why we, one of the most important reasons why we need a a stable father and a mother. There's a a kind of a remark that someone made a long time ago to me that stuck. He said, um, Brad, if you don't have a foundation that you can stand on, then you'll believe anything. You'll basically fall for anything. You have to have a place, you have to have a point in your life where you find yourself content and say, this is me, this is who I am, this is what I want in life. And we got to learn as a people not to lower our expectations. We can't say to ourselves that we are so little in value that we might as well hang out in gangs, that we might as well do this. And another thing that we need to learn too is that television is not our mom and dad. It's teaching you a fantasy world that doesn't exist. I remember whenever I was a child, I used to watch Leave It the Beaver and all these 1950, 1930 type of shows, black and white. And I got the idea that that was what a mom and dad was supposed to be. And it was really disappointing because I had this setup in my head of what people ought to be And how a family should act towards each other and then of course in reality whenever it wasn't happening i felt as though my soul wasn't being fed what is my advice and suggestions for people who don't have a father or a mother or you're missing one of those parents my suggestion would be don't try to be the dad don't try to be the mom Be the best sibling that you can, but don't forget who you are. Make time for those you love, but also make sure that you have fun and you enjoy yourself and that you have some kind of um, good and tranquility in your life. Don't forget the things that you were seeking. Don't forget the things that you were working for before all of it happened, before the divorce or the separation or to the point where you no longer felt it wanted or needed, would be my suggestion. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a shrink. I don't have some kind of degree in any of this. I'm just a guy like you who's out there listening, or a woman who's listening. Just a normal person who's just simply had a lot of personal experiences and street smarts. I would suggest that if any of you out there is hurting and you're going through some kind of harm and my videos are not helping you that you should probably seek out a professional seek out someone that can help you take steps towards being the person that you want to be or at least to help you be able to make friendships that are healthy for you and be able to build healthy relationships with family family members that may not themselves know how to do that. And that's how we'll make it. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Brett Keen. I hope that you all uh, attend the shows and become part of the discussions. I'd appreciate it if in comments you let me know how you feel about these videos where I'm on camera. I had actually decided a long time ago that I wasn't going to get on camera anymore. I didn't feel like there was a point. But a lot of you seem to be very encouraging of this. You want me on camera. And I don't know why I sound the same way, whether I have images going or whether I'm on camera. But please tell me why, if you don't mind, why you value this kind of thing as opposed to my other videos. God bless. if I could convert everyone in the world, not convert, if I could convince to be a non-believer, And you know, I'd, I'd really done brilliantly and there was only one left, one more, and then it'd be done, and there'd be no more religion in the world, no more deism, deism. I wouldn't do it. And Dawkins said, what do you mean you wouldn't do it? And I said, I don't quite know why I, It's not just because there would be nothing left to argue with, and no one left to argue with. It's not just that. Though there would be that. Somehow, if I could drive it out of the world, I wouldn't. And the incredulity with which he looked at me stays with me still. Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keene from God TV Radio. Have you ever heard of the Fermi paradox? According to science, there's up to 10 trillion planets that exist in the universe, but not one single planet has life on it except for the planet Earth. Apparently, abiogenesis, natural selection, and evolution doesn't work on any planet except for Earth, according to the scientist. I guess we are alone in the universe unless you count God and all of his angels and everything he's designed. God bless. Attention. You have a filthy mouth. Tell your mama. Wash it out with soap. That's taking advantage of me. Dude, you will go to hell. I am not joking. And as far as homosexuality goes, you know, I, I believe the Bible puts a death penalty on it. I believe it's, I believe it's disgusting. Obviously, I believe it's the government's job to to execute criminals and you know i believe that the bible says clearly that homosexuality is a it's a criminal crime it's a it's a it's a crime it's one of the worst crimes ever by whatever means they execute people and obviously i believe in humane you know putting to death whatever our government says as far as like for a death penalty i think should go for them it might be legal like homosexuality is legal in some states but it's still not morally right First John chapter 3 verses 8. Little children, let no one deceive you. The one who practices righteousness is righteous, just as Christ is righteous. The one who practices sin is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the very start. This is why the Son of God was revealed to destroy the works of the devil. Anyone born of God refuses to practice sin because God's seed abides in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God.